Welcome to Fake Gamer Girls. Uh, we are three sisters who do a podcast where we talk about games that are fake games that are for girls only. I'm Erin. I'm Sam. I'm Josie. And today we are covering a very sad, very negative topic. <laughs> We're covering all the games that we DNF'd, which stands for did not finish. Games oh, that, yeah. Yeah, games that we got started on or maybe had high hopes for and just couldn't couldn't do it. Couldn't get into it. Because they were bad. Not well, necessarily. Mine's not really. <laughs> Yours mine might have been wasn't bad. bad. I was going to say, mine's not a bad game. Mine was pretty bad. But not for the <laughs> reasons you would think it's bad. Well, don't spoil it. I won't. Okay, so I'm going to... It's a little teaser for Josie's portion. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start us teased. off. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys make this impossible. Um, so my game, I so I kind of have to preface, I am a quitter. I like to try things and quit them. I like to try games and not finish them. It's pretty rare well, not as I get older, it becomes less rare. But especially when I was younger, I would start a million games. And I had only finished maybe two games in my entire lifetime. Yeah, now, me too. now that I'm an adult, I finished more games. But this is just kind of like a weird point I wanted to make. Is that if you are someone like me who doesn't really know what kind of games you'll like. Or you like feel like you need to try them and you feel like you you know, I kind of had this bad habit of buying games, realizing I hated them, and then, like, being stuck with it. Xbox Game Pass is available for PC as well, and you can get your first month or sometimes your first three months for $1. If you're someone like me who wants to try games and then doesn't finish them, Game Pass is a really, really great tool. And that is how I tried my game, Super Liminal. Um which I know Josie super mentioned she's seen literal. On... No, super <laughs> liminal. Super, super lim. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think I watched like Markiplier play 20 minutes and I was like, this is boring and I stopped watching it. So yeah, so really the premise super liminal. Super liminal <laughs> is a puzzle game. And the premise is basically that like you're in a seemingly normal surrounding like you know that something like a warehouse or a hotel and there's like stuff around you like picture frames and chess pieces but when you pick things up and interact with them as you move around basically uh the items change size based on your perspective that you're viewing the item from which is hard to explain on a podcast where i can't <laughs> give you like a visual but like it's sort of like the idea of you know how things get bigger when you get closer so like a chess piece might look tiny when you're holding it up and then you set it down across the room and as you walk towards it across the room you realize you making it look tiny made it big and it's <laughs> i don't yeah yes Yes, okay. Like, yes, this spatial, makes sense. It's like <laughs> spatial manipulation. So you're taking things and you're, you know, basically moving farther away so that it gets bigger or smaller uh, based on like the way that you're viewing it in the game. 
and in the space. And you use that to solve puzzles to advance through these rooms. Okay. Um, so if you feel like you're confused by me explaining it, it's probably because I was confused playing it. <laughs> it's if if you've seen a clip of it on like TikTok or maybe a YouTube video, it's actually seems really simple or like it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on when you can see it, but figuring out how to do the things, like how to make an item bigger in the game was really really hard for me. I was like struggling so much or I would try and make something big by backing all the way to the back of the room and then I would set it down and it would still be tiny and I'd be like I have no idea what I <laughs> how to make this dumb chess piece big enough that I can climb it and and you do things like that where you have to take like an exit sign and turn it into a big ramp so you can climb over something or you have to line up something uh on the wall with another thing so that it completes the picture this sounds like Alice in Wonderland, and Alice in Wonderland sounds like a nightmare. So, yeah. well, yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland if Alice in Wonderland was in the most boring setting ever. So, that's hmm. my other problem I had with Superliminal. It's like, okay, this is pretty whimsical sounding, right? Except yeah. for that it's in like, yeah. So, the first half of the game, I will say, I didn't finish it. I know the second half of the game gets more abstract. Um, but, like, you start out in, like, a warehouse. And then, like, the second area you get to is, like, a budget hotel. Ooh, fun. <laughs> and it's like, Yay. You know, oh, now, now instead of, um, you know, wooden boxes, you get to move around alarm clocks and couch cushions. Woo! You know, I was just... I was really underwhelmed by the uh, atmosphere for sure. Yeah. It also doesn't really have a lot of storytelling going on. Um, I will say the way it plays and the kind of vibe it gives off has a similar feeling to games like Portal 2 or like the Stanley Parable. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. Portal 2 is incredibly famous, but it's sort of similar. You're manipulating objects to solve puzzles and advance through rooms. Stanley Parable is basically like this weird time loop where you, um, you know, you behave in different ways in like a seemingly silly, like or a seemingly bland environment and different things happen. Both puzzle games, uh, like first person where you're, you know, in, oh my gosh, my cat is pissing me off. <laughs> um, but every those episode. two, every yeah. episode, BMO be doing something naughty. Um, but those two games, Portal 2 and Stanley Parable, both really, really, really shine in their storytelling because they have these funny, clever narrators, you know, where like Portal 2, you basically have this little robo companion that follows you around and makes hilarious jokes when you mess up and, you know, helps you figure things out. And same with Stanley Parable. It's like this weird, omnipotent narrator voice that like, you know, will tell you not to do things even though you're supposed to do them. Um, both really hilarious and fun games. Super Liminal, there's like no real story going on. There's a little bit in the very, very beginning, like the tutorial where it's like, you're in a dream or something like that. 
But then beyond that, I just felt like I was standing in these weird, like half empty spaces doing puzzles for no reason and having a hard time and like not even laughing about messing up. Um, if you're really, really into like spatial awareness, spatial, you know, puzzles, like, like, I don't even know what this would be comparable to. It's so random and specific. I if you're, don't if you've ever met someone who said, I am really into spatial awareness. Yeah, some people are like, I feel like if you're like, you know what I'm into? Spatial awareness. awareness. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. <laughs> Not my thing, but thanks. You know, but if you like, if thinking of manipulating an area in like clever ways is sounds like it's really, really awesome, this probably is a good game for you. It's not really my specialty, um, but I thought I would give it a try and I was just really disappointed. I didn't get very far. I think it's only like a three hour game. Erin is, as she is, self-proclaimed not detail-oriented, and this seems like a game of details. Well, so that, also it turns out I have ADHD, which is, you know, maybe explains the (laughs) detail-oriented part of me, but, um, yeah, it's just not like, I don't know, I like puzzles, and I like puzzle games, but it just, it just didn't do it for me. It's, like I said, it's like a three-hour game, and I maybe got... 40 minutes in and was like this is so boring i am so confused why am i in this weird ugly hotel like and again it's not even like it's a bad game it's pretty well made it looks good like like i thought the design of the settings were boring but they weren't like ugly you know yeah for sure and so i don't know i i really did not enjoy super liminal i I probably, I probably wouldn't uh, recommend that you pay for it, but it is on Game Pass. So like I said, if you're someone who wants Game Pass, get it, try it. Also on Steam, Steam has a really good return policy. If you've had, if you've played less than two hours of a game, you can return it. Within like a couple. It's weeks. within like a few weeks or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. I so just it's like the game like yesterday. So. Oh my gosh. I refund games willy nilly on <laughs> because like i said i just don't know i you know i i like games that are all over the place that are like you know completely different genres but it's because of specific things about that game you know not yeah. necessarily because like this one genre is my jam you know we're like i love certain farming simulators and i've tried some that i hated you know and vice versa so it's ugh, super liminal didn't didn't do it for me it was hitting was not hitting different or the same or in any way. And well, Josie and I have talked about her game that she's going to talk about. And it's just so different from whatever you um, wanted to say. I know. Well, and that's kind of the fun I thing also, about. Well, I kind of hate a uh, puzzle game, so I will not be trying that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank well, you. Yeah. For and I like know. puzzle games and I didn't really like it. <laughs> I also, I in preparation for this episode, a lot of the reviews said, that the first half of the game is the fun half. Oh, and no. And so I'm like, okay, so clearly this not is not for that. me. Yeah. Because if I didn't like the fun half, I certainly <laughs> wasn't going to like the not fun half. The bad half. Yeah, so I was kind of glad I gave up on it when I did. But yeah, just just didn't do it for me. Okay, so the game that I chose to talk about that I did not finish because I didn't like it or it was weird was Resident Evil 5. 
which might make some like Resident Evil fans mad, but I think it's like pretty universally agreed upon that that game sucks. Like that, Resident Evil the Five, fifth and, one specifically. Yeah, like yeah. five and six are the bad ones. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. Five and six <laughs> are like the bad ones. I'm pretty sure, and those are like the co-op games. Like everything oh. else is single player, but like the co-op ones, I guess, are the bad ones. Um, I played it with somebody else, and I it was fine. It's just like so. Resident Evil is basically a zombie shooter game where mm-hmm. you're basically in these different locations and you're moving across the map and you're well, okay, like the first. Well, yeah, yeah, six games games are seven horrible and scary eight horrible and scary the first like good games though yeah the first like six i'm pretty sure i don't really know much about like one through four i'm not gonna lie to you but uh it's like zombie shooter games is what the one i'm talking about is so you're uh the reason (laughs) i didn't really like it was because that it's really kind of weird and it seemed very like racist <laughs> so it, it seemed was, racist yeah or was uh, it it was <laughs> great <laughs> i feel like it definitely was i like read some articles on it and like they had to be like but there is like some things that are that suggest it isn't racist and i'm like mm, i feel okay. like if you have to suggest that something isn't racist it's probably, it's probably racist. racist yeah and, and like, i was I'm not, like i'm not out here trying to suggest that our podcast isn't racist because it's yeah, no it's not i'm not like but okay but there are some things about it that aren't racist i don't have to point those things out <laughs> So I I'm personally not down for it. I don't I don't love racism. Like, hot take hot racism take. bad. Bad. But let me explain. So basically the main character is Chris Redfield. He's like the main or out of like the different Resident Evil characters, I think he is the one who has the most main story games. Like he's the char- the main character in them. There's him and um someone named Leon. Leon is. Leon is in like a few of the other ones. So it's like just like these white soldier dudes. You know them. Leon Kennedy. Chris, I think, but props to Resident Evil because I think Chris might be gay. Woke, Chris. woke representation. Woke Chris. When your character might be gay. <laughs> I don't think it's canon, but it is implied. Okay, anyways. So you're just this white soldier man and you're like propped in like africa but you're in like very like third world country africa where it's like basically it seems like a very bad representation of like what africa is does it say what country it is or it's just no it's just like africa i'm pretty sure wow and it's just like poor people town is basically what they made it look like (laughs) (laughs) and your partner if you choose to do co-op is a black woman But don't worry, she's only half black because Resident (laughs) Evil cannot have main characters that are fully, that are not like some part white. Wow. Yikes. You, um, and here's the, but the kicker about her is that she's like pretty cool. You can't really expect much out of women in Resident Evil, at least in the first few games, because, you know, it's women in in a shooter game. So obviously the boobs are going to be out the whole time. She has a special cosmetic called her tribal outfit. And oh, no. And she is in a leopard skin bikini. Nuh-uh. 
Yeah. Tribal. Um, I'm literally Googling this right now. Tribal no, outfit. The Sheva tribal outfit. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's bad, right? Everyone yeah. go Google it. So she's like, got, oh. let me describe what I'm seeing here. So she yeah. is wearing a leopard print bikini. Uh, no. Oh, she's wearing heels. Don't worry. She's still wearing high heels. Of course. Uh, she has some kind of, you Practical. know, waist wrap, red and leopard print waist wrap thing. And then she has, um, like body paint, white body paint mm. all over her mm-hmm. in, in mm. what I'm, I'm sure is probably not actually any tribe or, you know, I don't think they because, did much research for that. Yeah, one. That's what I'm going to guess as well. And she has a bunch of like big knives and stuff. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Good. This is great. That's awesome. So that I kind of was like looking because I played her because I was the second player in my playthrough or who'd you play it with uh my friend oh i was just curious <laughs> well i don't want to say the name on the phone. yeah you're fine you don't have to um but um so we were playing that and it was super weird and i was looking through her cosmetics because i was like oh i can give her cool outfits and i saw that and i just went dude oh, look at this oh my gosh and she was like no way that's real <laughs> i was like yeah and basically, the premise of the game is that you're in this uh, African village that's basically poor people town, and it's, like, really horrible representation. And what happens is that it's, like, for the first part of the game, they aren't even zombies. They're just, like, aggressive people. They're savages. Yeah, oh, that's gosh. basically Yikes. And then they become zombies, and it's basically a game where you're just shooting like poor people in Africa and it's Oof. very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you switch locations. I'm sure you do at some point in the game, but that was the first part and it was just it was rough. Like someone gave this whole game the green light. They're like, "Yep, this uh-huh. looks good." It was like it's a pretty old game, but like, you know, I looked it up. doesn't it's ever 2000, excuse 2008. So it's not that old. <laughs> It's not that old. <laughs> really, it was bad. Like, we were playing it, and we literally got off the game, uninstalled it fully. And said, then I don't want this on my computer. Yeah, we, we got Resident Evil 6 instead. Because nice. that one is not racist. You know, that's all it takes sometimes. So it was just, like, very questionable. It's like you're going around in this village at the beginning of the game, and they don't, like, become, like, green or, like, different colors when they're zombies. Oh, it just says they're zombies. Pretty much. Like, there's says, some okay, that are these are not, no. like, they're, like, monsters because they're, like, huge and, like, boily. And right, they get, like, deformed. The, most, the majority of them that are not the special power zombies just look like people who are, Yikes. like, angry. And it's very bad. So we were playing that, and I was just kind of like, ugh. And we basically did, we fought, like, the first boss, and then we were like, let's not play this game anymore. No more of this. <laughs> so that's Resident Evil 5. I would not recommend it. Resident Evil 6 was pretty good, though. Like, we didn't finish it because we just, like, didn't ever have time. But it was, like, normal zombie shooter. Right. I was going to say, Resident most of zombie shooter. the first four Resident Evil games, as far as I'm aware, are just you know, you're in a city and there are zombies where, you know, in like the first, I know at least the first three, I think the first four, it's like, you're a cop and you're trying to protect your city from this zombie outbreak. You're the raccoon city police department, but 
they really said, what if Africa? Uh, yeah. It was Yikes. weird. And it was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I just looked up her tribal outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Okay. I don't, don't look at it. I truly don't understand how like game makers don't have like like sensitivity consultants. Because <laughs> in 2008, you know, this game was announced in 2008. This game was probably in production, you know, in 2005 or 6. And so at the time, you know, nobody was I mean, people were concerned, but it wasn't like culturally as important and people are going to buy your game anyway so yeah i mean it's a resident evil game so people are going to buy it right it has a long-standing series behind it and a mm-hmm. big big uh developer mm-hmm. i think that's one of the worst reasons like like one of the best reasons to not finish a game but one of the worst reasons that a game can have like it's it's a bad mark on your yeah, to <laughs> right. have to, like, say, not like, play anymore of it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I quit my game because I didn't like it that much. Josie's like, it made me deeply uncomfortable. It made me feel bad. <laughs> it made Yikes. me feel like I was a bad person. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad good game. Times. Thumbs down. Thumbs down on that. Racism oh, bad. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear another, like, racist part? <laughs> Always. <laughs> There's, like, a white woman at some point who gets, like, dragged away by the scary African men. Like, oh, God. Yes. Like, the whole, like, perpetuating the stereotype that, like, black men are angry and aggressive. And it was like, ugh. Don't do yes. that. Like, ugh. It was gross. Ugh. Like, they literally so did. Horrible. It was trying to, like, perpetuate the savage stereotype. It was bad. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. It's a let's horrible not. Game. Don't be playing that. Let's not play that. <laughs> Don't oh, frick. I'm in the middle of installing it. Okay, hang on. Cancel, <laughs> cancel, cancel. Refund. Get that Steam refund. Okay, so my game is different from both of your games it's a game that i actually think is a good game i think that it was well done i think that it was good but it was just something that for me personally i couldn't handle at the time of my life and it's called night in the woods incredible game um game beautiful it is a game about a 20 year old girl named may so these are basically all like anthropomorphic animal characters um the in the game and she's dropped out of college and moved back to her hometown and she's a cat also and she's, she's a cat. cat yes um and in the game she's like reconnecting with her friends she's having a hard time um and things get pretty creepy pretty quickly and i don't want to spoil the whole game but i do want to say that i wish that this game had come with more like trigger warnings Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think that there's this is like a conversation that needs to happen more in gaming with is just like that sometimes like your content of your game like shouldn't just it shouldn't just be like anything goes like I think that there's a lot of games out there that have interesting and nuanced and deep topics that can still be triggering to people even though the game is still a good game um and this game talks a lot about mental health and i just wasn't when i played it i wasn't at a good place in my life Mm -hmm. 
to be playing it and it, I felt like it was bringing out some of the issues that I was having more deeply because this game was about this this person that's really struggling. I think it's awesome to have a game that's like vulnerable and raw like that. But I also think that it's important to know your own limits and know your own boundaries at different times in your life. And so this was something that for me, like I just couldn't continue on with it. I looked up how it ended and I said, okay, this is good enough for me. I sure I can't go through it and play it. But yeah, I don't know. Do you guys feel like you have games that you're like, wow, I wish this would have had a trigger warning or I wish that this would have. Uh, yeah. There's yeah, like, content warnings and stuff. Yeah, there's, like, a new game that just came out, and I, like, was watching someone play it, and it was just, like, I don't mind, like, gore in games. Like, I don't really like gore, but it was, like, there was this whole scene of, like, this, you have to, like, cut a lady's face off, and I was, like, Ooh. uh, I can't watch this video anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah, and like for me personally, I don't like creepy games. I don't play horror games. I don't play I play games to be uplifting. I and I know that's not why everyone games, but like I yeah, I just can't really do it. I I don't play it. And uh this game I don't think was like super horrifying or anything. It was just a little bit it cut a little bit too deep, a little bit too host, close to home for me. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a side scroller game that has really cute animation. Um, I would recommend it for people who are, can just be aware that the content can be a little bit dark and a little bit troubling at times as this young character goes through some different crises, different varying levels throughout the game. But yeah. And I mean, I think we can give those content warnings here because I really liked that game. I thought it was a beautifully interesting, well-made game. But like, definitely, there there do need to be content warnings for things like they discuss suicide and self-harm, and I think there's some discussion of sexual assault. Um, I there's death in the game. Um, I'm trying to think. It's been a long time. Just a lot of yeah. So that kind of thing. Um, like child uh you know child abduction or you know child disappearance there's some alcoholism um but it's super interesting game and i really enjoyed it but i can totally see why it might be too much especially with some of the content yeah i just think that it's something that needs to be discussed more in gaming like like even like in some really popular games i feel like sometimes there's just it, there, it would just be nice to have just like a content warning at the beginning. I don't feel, feel like it's that common in gaming. Yeah. And I wish that it was. Yeah. And it's also becoming, it's definitely becoming more accessible, uh, like to obviously seek out and find those content warnings on your own, which is great. You know, where like if I were to Google, you know, freaking what's a brand new game, Elden Ring content warnings or Elden Ring trigger warnings. And that also kind of comes with the ratings as well. Um, but, you know, it's becoming, it's easier to uh, access on your own, but it's not exactly uh, always, you know, where it, you know, super uh, like right in front of the game, you know, where like maybe these things should be in a Steam description. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's I interesting. I think it's becoming more common though. Like I feel like I've seen a couple games that have content warnings. 
Yeah, me too. Just, like, Especially indie thing. games. Yeah, definitely. Like where it's like made by people who are more aware of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's not made by like huge corporations who don't really <laughs> give a frick. Yeah. Yeah, I think like another one like that's similar to Night in the Woods is or not that similar, but like one that I played that was about death was Spiritfarer. But that one wasn't mm-hmm. nearly as dark. Like it talked about different issues and stuff, but it was a lot more lighthearted. It was not as dark as Night in the Woods and some of the themes of Night in the Woods. So sure. and I mean, yeah, they just tell the story. You know, they're different stories and they're told in different ways. And I loved both of those games, you know, so I'm kind of the middleman where like I like the creepy, but I'm not very good at scary games. Um, I thought Night in the Woods was a good fit for me because it's not like jump scaring you every two seconds. Yeah, so I guess this, that part of the reason I wanted to talk about this game was like, I just think that there are a lot of really valid reasons to not finish a game, especially a game that's you can recognize that it's still a good game and that there are good things about it and still not finish it. And I think that that's valid. Like, you can just not finish it because you don't like it. Or maybe there's something racist in it and you're not comfortable with it. Or maybe it's just not good for you at some particular time in your life with a different content, and that's okay, too. Um, I'm someone who I usually like to finish the games that I buy in, so it was pretty rare for me to not finish that one. But... um, it wasn't because, I mean, I definitely am not trying to sit here and, like, say negative things about an indie game because that's not what I'm trying to do because I think it was a great game and it was well made. But I just think that you have to be aware of different content in games. And I would recommend people look up content warning before they play games, especially. I should have done it where, at the point that I was when I played it. Well, I feel bad because I recommended the game to you. <laughs> Wow, that's that's on me. I'm not gonna lie, that's on me. No, it's not. I mean, I I wasn't upset at all, but I think it was just, you know, I think that people who play games have to recognize that they can like color. It's like when you read a book, you know, when you feel like you are reading a book and you kind of are still living in that world when you're walking throughout your day or something, Mm -hmm. or you're you feel connected to it. I feel like games are the same way, like they can color the way that we view the world around us, especially if we spend a lot of time playing them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that, that's my game, Night in the Woods. I didn't finish it, but I would recommend people look into it if it sounds interesting to you. Love yeah. you. Cool. Kind of had like a, uh, like a sad, a horrible episode today. <laughs> Being sad a little bit. We're I mean, on the fake gamer girls podcast. Yeah, that's okay. We're gonna freaking. Well, that's not, I'm saying that's like a good thing. Like we're just like going crazy. We're just <laughs> telling it like it is. So true. Okay, so here's another game that I have that I feel like, um, it's like weird. I wouldn't say you shouldn't play it because I'm the type of person who loves bad media, like. I that's true. Love bad horror movies. Like I literally watch them so much. So stupid. My entire relationship with one of my best friends started by her coming over every week, and we would watch like three bad horror movies and then pass out, and it was awesome. A normal thing to do. <laughs> it was so good. So if you guys have heard of the Dark Pictures anthology, yes. Um, 
I played. I Man have of not. Dawn, okay, was... wait. So we need to. Uh, it's it's until dawn. Yeah, let me explain. S- okay, so okay. until so there's a very famous horror game that I've played like four times through called Until Dawn, mm-hmm. and it was very famous. Uh, it has like Rami Malek in it, by the way, and like stuff like that. Like these a few like pretty well known a- actors like Jordan Fisher. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically it got so popular because it had this really interesting mechanic where it's sort of like you're watching a movie, but it's a choose your own adventure. And you get to occasionally step in and be the character when they go through chase scenes to determine whether they win or lose the chase. Or you get to make them say certain things that affects your relationship with the other characters. But it's not like you're necessarily actively walking around the whole game. And Mm -hmm. basically, it's just really interesting because they introduced the butterfly effect mechanic, which is like what it's known for. And each choice you make affects the rest of the game. So every Mm -hmm. single choice you have affects the outcome you're going to get at the very end of the game. So this game was like fantastic. It's super interesting. It has a million plot twists that you don't see coming. And it's obviously it's very like... um, thriller in the woods like it starts it's off like and you're a like teens in a cabin yeah you're very much expecting classic teens in the cabin crazy murder comes up and then there's a bunch of different twists and things that happen and you're like oh my gosh that's crazy you know mm-hmm. so it's this very cool game uh that's not what i'm talking about but the same company released three games called the dark and they're in a series called the dark pictures anthology and it's very similar to the mechanics but and this was after this. These are yeah, these are dawn. after. These are pretty new games. Um, and everyone was really excited because they're like, oh my gosh, these are new, like until dawns. Like, we're gonna have so much fun with this. And they were all really bad. <laughs> oh, no. I can't lie. I have a comfort video on YouTube, which is just something I watch like when I'm bored, even though I've seen it before. And it's a YouTuber playing the second one in the game. And I think it's so funny just because of how horrible the game is. Um, so what are the names of the games? So the first one is Man of Madon, which is the one I played. The second mm-hmm. one is Little Hope. <laughs> okay. Which is the name of the town it's based in, which is like, oh my gosh, there's Little Hope there, you know? Uh, uh, and then the third one okay, is... Okay. House of Ashes, which I haven't played that one, but don't worry, I will because I love bad things. I see. <laughs> um, so I played Man of Madon, and this game was not good. Let me tell you. Me and the same friend, <laughs> me and the same friend played it, and the, these games are supposed to take a while. Uh, we literally beat it in like an hour and a half because we accidentally killed like everybody so early. <laughs> no. Basically, there's five characters, there's three boys and two girls, and I have an achievement that says, girls night out because only the women survive. <laughs> That's feminism. That's feminism, feminism, let's feminism go! So that was pretty funny. Stop the patriarchy uh, by really, killing your male characters. I was really confused <laughs> by the entire game. Um, sorry. Um, I was really confused by the story of the game uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology has this really bad habit. Um, spoilers for, like, the twists. They have this really bad habit of being like, and none of it was real at the end of the game. Um, this one, everybody, like, you do die in this game, but it wasn't because of all of all the evil things that were chasing you were real. It's because there was, like, 
some secret like some bad gas that was released on the ship because you're you're on the ocean and you're in this big like brig Um, okay and it turns out that like in ancient history or whatever with this ship like years before some gas was released on it and it like made everybody go crazy and that's why the psychotic that's why the ship is empty because everybody killed each other and there's you know stuff like that so then when you so get on it so when you, you get, get yeah so when you get on it you get gassed and you're going crazy and like you're getting chased around and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and it's like weird because this is the type of game that has a lot of replay value because you can do a bunch of different stuff every time mm-hmm, and make different i choices. love replaying games like that like like i said i played until Dawn like four times because i got different endings and i wanted to see what would happen and because you're a freak. I played that game once. <laughs> yeah, and because I'm a freak. Uh, I played that game once. <laughs> and That's I it? Was, and I did not want to play it again. You feel I like was, you got your money's worth? I was like, not even. I feel like I got ripped <laughs> off. I was like, this game is stupid. The story was dumb. Tragic. It's literally just like, I know the same. It feels like I would experience very similar things just with the characters not dying mm. that time you know i see yeah uh it just felt not very fleshed out the characters weren't likable and you didn't really care if any of them lived or died shoot uh always it was good in like a that. horror game yeah um and i personally i'm the type of person who is like i need to keep everybody alive or okay. I'll or I'll die in real life or something like that, you know. <laughs> and with this game, I was just like, I literally don't care. Like, I want this one guy to die because he was annoying, you know. Mm. So if you like bad things like me, go for it. You should definitely not play it alone. That would be the worst and most boring experience ever. Play it with a friend. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's Man of the Dawn. Uh, well, next time I visit you, I'm going to play it. Okay, sounds good. We'll play it together. Yeah. Uh, I would, like, only recommend it if you enjoy bad things like me. Like bad movies but and I would definitely, and games. If you want to play one of those Dark Pictures games, uh, I would say do Little Hope instead of that one. I think it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I will come back and after I play House of Ashes and let you know what's the best of the three. Maybe it's incredible, House of Ashes. I things. bet it's not, but maybe it <laughs> okay, is. Okay, well, maybe it is, so. <laughs> I really hope so. That would be kind of funny if they, like, you won't know. They were like, and then the last one is epic. The last one's actually great. I think that one's like a military one. You're like a war girl. <laughs> okay, I have another game I want to talk about, too, then, since we just have extra time today. Um, have you guys heard of Kena Bridge of Spirits? Uh, so Kena Bridge of Spirits came out last year. It was a really hot contender for uh, Game of the Year, I believe. And it's it's only on PlayStation and PC. And it did win, okay, it did win Best Independent Game at the Game Awards last year. Kena is, it's a, kind of an RPG adventure. It's it's gorgeous it's super fun you're like a young girl and you're looking for like these sacred shrines and to uncover what happened to this basically civilization where everyone has disappeared um it's gorgeous if you like you know legend of zelda type worlds you know kind of this fantastical if you like genshin impact i think it would be a really good fit and there's all these little like uh rot characters they're like these little black uh soot sprite guys like 
like these little characters and they are made out of like you know purified poison or whatever it is a gorgeous wonderful game i was so excited for it i don't know that i've ever been more excited for a game i had to return it because it could not run on my computer no yeah so it i have a gaming computer and it was supposed to be able to run on the specs that i have like you know, when you're buying a game on a PC, you can view the specs required, like what type of graphics card you need, how much RAM you need, you know, all that stuff. And my computer was fine, like supposedly. Um, so I got it. I was really, really excited. I played it for, you know, I beat like the first boss. I beat the tutorial and it was just so skippy, so jumpy, so laggy. And I was like crushed. Um, uh, what I've really heard is that the best and only way to play it really is on PS5. Uh, I think you can play it on PS4, but the graphics aren't nearly as, you know, gorgeous as they're, you know, which is half the appeal of the game is that it's got this beautiful, like, wild green and blue world. Um, so basically, if somebody out there wants to buy me a PS5, so that I can play Keena Bridge of Spirits because I really want to. And I had a lot of fun with it for like 40 minutes before I, it just became unbearable. Like, yeah, uh, it was heartbreaking. So I still haven't really played it. I, I know I'll really like it <laughs> when I do get the chance. But wait, why don't you want to play it on PS4? Uh, apparently the graphics look really bad on PS4. Mm, um well and then the problem also with console stuff is a lot console games when you buy them you can't usually return them oh so i don't want to do that in case it does look bad you know so i'm just gonna wait for my husband to buy a freaking ps5 (laughs) for me like the good good. husband he is (laughs) matt if you're listening my birthday's in may Come it up. That's going to be my first purchase when we finally start doing ads on this show. I'm going <laughs> to rack up the money. I'm not giving it. We're not splitting it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Keeping it. Sounds cool, good. Cool. Getting a PS5. Very cool. I'm yeah. going to come steal your PS5. No. <laughs> I'd love to see you try. <laughs> Uh, everybody, stupid. Everybody, I have an update on the Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, the fourth one just got announced. <laughs> yeah, got announced in October, and I guess I just have not checked. It's it just called? got announced called, a couple months ago. It's called The Devil in Me. <gasps> the and Devil says, in Me or The Devil and Me? In Me. It says The Devil and doc- Me. Sounds let like me, a rom-com. Let me read it, okay? a group of documentary filmmakers, so we know what our cast is, receives a mysterious invite to a replica of the Myrtle... Myrtle? (laughs) Murder Castle of H.H. Holmes, America's first serial killer. They soon discover that they're being watched and there is much more at stake than their viewing figures. And then there's a skull emoji. Oh my gosh, H.H. Holmes is a real person. I just Googled it. Oh wow, they are just like... It's real. It's like real life. Says Dr. Henry Howard Holmes was an American con artist and murderer. If you die in the game, you die in real life. Then Henry gets you. 
Henry Howard Holmes. What a name. Gets you. Oh, wait. He was born Herman Webster Mudgett. Mm. You know what? I can see why he changed it. Yeah, no, that's pretty horrible. <laughs> the devil in me. When's it supposed to come out? Sometime this um, year? Probably. Let me check. Does not say when it's supposed to come out. So hmm. probably not for a little bit. Interesting. Maybe they'll pull it together and it'll be good. Honestly, that would be awesome. But we'll find out. Yes, we'll see. I don't really I have mean, hopes for it. I would like to say also one last thing and go on with what you're saying and then I'll say my thing. Oh, oh okay. yeah. I, I was just gonna say I'm sure Josie will play it and have a review for us. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I had another game that I didn't finish, and it was called Cattails, and I just didn't finish it because I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to play it. T A or T T A I or T A L E. T A I L S. I but believe. But it's like the tails, like the T A L E S. You know? No, that's reversed. Oh, it's like the tail of a cat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I got this game. I still have it. I literally cannot figure out how to play it. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't understand. I don't know. I was like, there's a little cat and it was running around. And I was like, what do I do? And I didn't know what to do. And I just gave up. This is literally Warrior Cats the game. Dude, I just hand it to me and I'll figure it out. I'm not even kidding. Let me read you the Steam description. Become a cat. Cattails is a unique animal simulation RPG. Hunt for food, fight invading cats, explore to gather herbs, and socialize with other cats in an expansive yeah, open world. Yeah, that's just cats. Get married. You can get married? Get married and raise a family of kittens, befriend oh. your neighbors, and learn to live in the dangerous wilderness. So obviously I read that and I thought that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. That does sound pretty awesome. I think I'm going to get it. No, play it on my Switch and uh, let, let me know if you figure okay, it out. I'll let you know. I straight up that sounds not. awesome. <laughs> As I'll a just Warrior Cats fan slash serious, that sounds awesome. Everyone, <laughs> stay tuned for the Cattails update next week. We're, we're wow. gonna do a Warrior Cats lore episode. I know that's it's not, not a even a game, video but game. we will. <laughs> I'll make a video game just so I can do a lore episode. Wow. Yes. If anybody makes a Warrior Cats video game, send it to us. We'll if you send it to us, we'll give you reviews in exchange for copies of the game. Yeah. Stay tuned ne- next week for Cattails and Rat Bachelor. The oh, game. Rat Bachelor was a good Rat game. We do need to talk <laughs> about that. Awesome. <laughs> Forgot oh. about that until right now. It is a real game and it's free. Google Rat Bachelor. Sounds epic. All right. Well, I think we're good to call it for today. Uh, yeah, probably. We covered all the games that we possibly could have imagined. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you're playing right now, Josie. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. I don't even know. It's still Pokemon. But also, I started playing Animal Crossing a little bit again. Oh, interesting. But Oh, and Splatoon, too. Obviously, so always I've just been touching. I've just been up on my Switch a little bit. Mm, that's fun. Uh, I'm still finishing up the second day in Rampa game. I was playing Lost Ark, but I kind of gave up on it. I was playing Pokemon, but I kind of gave up on it. Um, currently, I'm in the market for a new game. 
I was playing a little bit of Sunhaven by myself. Nice. Nice. Because my sisters won't play it with me. <laughs> LOL. Because they're LOL. bad sisters. Sorry. But Look. it's fine. My laptop uh, broke. No, oh, I actually do. Know oh, I'm I thought you meant the one you're recording on. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I have something that I'm actually playing for real right now. Oh, yeah. I'm playing Viscera Cleanup Detail. Yuck. Yeah, it's pretty gross. That sounds like a gross game just from the name. It, it is gross. Viscera Cleanup Detail? Yeah, you clean up like crime scenes. Like crime scenes? Yeah. Ew. It's pretty gross. Sam, that sounds great for you. Yeah, you would love that. <laughs> Right. Why are you playing that? <laughs> because it's fun. It's like therapy. Hmm. Oh, like it's satisfying? Yeah, it is very satisfying. <laughs> okay, anyway. I just finished Life is Strange True Colors. Life is Strange 2. Yeah, and uh, I've been playing Good Pizza, Great Pizza. In the mm. It's a good game. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Fake Gamer Girls. Let's Stay go. cool, gamers. Sorry if we crapped on your favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but whatever. Get over Listen, it. Sorry if you literally love Resident Evil 5. You might need to reevaluate. <laughs> if you love your Resident Evil life. 5, please don't listen to our podcast. Um, we, let's, let's get you to see a professional or something. We don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> Watch all of our followers unfollow us. No! no! We were somehow holding the biggest Resident Evil 5 fan base until now <laughs> that's so sad all right stay cool gamers stay cool gamers stay cool gamers <laughs> and we'll see you soon let's go Bye. Bye.